Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's... Two old queens, it's two old queens, they're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens, it's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens, I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I'm so excited about our guest this night. Please let everyone know who is joining us. I will. He's a comedian and director. You know him from Big Grande, and he's got a Twitch show called How You Been with Brett DeMott every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. It's John Mackey. Hello. Hello. Guys, how are you? How you you been? Oh, is that your thing wow, now? Nice that's brand. That's nice. That's my whole thing. That's branding. That's my whole thing. I start every conversation with how you been, and then I say my Twitch channel out loud. But is it weird to not say it in character? Like, does Larry the Cable it Guy, is. like, ask, do people, does he say how, you know, get her done get when her he's done. Larry the Cable <laughs> yeah. Guy? Yeah, or like, uh, I don't care who you are, that's funny. He says that all the time. Oh, Where does he? I'm not familiar thing? with that one. Uh, yeah, more than one catchphrase? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's sure. Born. You can't build an empire on just one catchphrase. No, no. People would get tired of it because you, you have to like, you have to cycle. Like rest it. Yeah. To come they back forget, to it. They forget get her done because you just did. I don't care who you are. That's funny. And then they're like, oh, well, he's not going to do get her done again. And then no, he no, does no. get her done after you forget about get her done. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's classic comedy structure. Yeah, yeah. The psychology of comedy is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, John, I had a question for you. Inspired yes. by the movie we're going to discuss, and John, both okay. Johns, this is going to be okay. tricky. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could time travel to anywhere within Ooh. your lifetime, where would you go? Ooh. So That's in this movie. hypothetical... Could I go back to like when I was like one year old, but not be one year old? Yeah, like you go the current age you are now. Oh wow! Does this include traveling forward in time? No, because well, you know how you could die tomorrow. We don't know your lifetime; it's only past. Okay, so I mean, I guess then I would just go back to when I was born and see what life was like then. 
1957? Oh, wow. Well, yes, segregation yes, was yes. king. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> movies were CinemaScope. <laughs> and they were only a nickel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to the, I would want anywhere, I would go to like 70s, like San Francisco, because I read mm-hmm. those Tales of the City novels. And boy, oh, gotcha. a delightful uh, Hot and heavy. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> Apartments were cheap. <laughs> Right. Before any of the bills came due, as it were. Yes, absolutely. That's... <laughs> Mackie, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, man, I would I, honestly, I think that I would like to uh, I would like to go back to like when I was a like the era when I was a teenager. So I mm. guess it would be what like in like like from like 2000 to 2004 and mm-hmm. be able to go and do all the stuff that I wanted to do. Cause I grew up in a, in a really small town with, with like nothing to do. And like, I would like to be able to like experience those years again with like living in a place where I could do and see the things that I wanted to do. Like go like, to all things? the, con- like go to concerts. Oh, from, like sure. the bands that gotcha, I loved gotcha, in high school. Yeah. Like there were so many bands in high school that I could never go see. Cause I lived far away and I, I was scared to drive coming by to myself. You, right. Yeah. And now, but now as an adult, I would love to be able to go back and, and see those bands and do those things. Like the original lineup of Blink-182? Is that what we're talking? Honestly, Mark, <laughs> you couldn't hit the nail harder on the head. Really? I mean, wow. honestly, I've still to this day never seen Blink-182. And at this point, you're not even seeing Blink-182 if you're seeing Blink-182. No, and what am I going to watch? It? Angels and Airwaves get a treatise on like ancient aliens? I don't no. think so. Keep fuck, it to yourself, buddy. Fuck off, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> you know he's directing a movie now. He is. He oh, is. A documentary about aliens, right? Oh, it's Isn't a documentary? I thought it was fictional. No, then that's not I know he's a big aliens guy. He loves Huge. aliens. He, all he talks about is aliens. <laughs> <laughs> must be so nice to think like, what's wrong with the, you know, what's going on in the world? Oh, just aliens. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. all aliens. <laughs> it would be like a welcome sort of just break. Like if, if all of a sudden aliens came and everybody just started focusing on that, it'd be pretty, pretty great. Just yeah, a, a mental really like, break from all the other chaos. Supersedes anything you've got going on. It's like, why am I yeah. bothering paying bills? There are aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, the idea behind uh, the Watchmen graphic novel. In the end, they like oh, force, yeah, they yeah, fake yeah. an alien invasion, right, yeah. so everyone, and that brings peace, it brings everyone together, yeah, brings people together. It's 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 like, it's kind of like what happened in America after nine eleven, minus the xenophobia, minus the xenophobia and the mm-hmm. manufactured wars and uh, yeah. the hatred right, towards right. Muslims. The bad stuff, <laughs> it's it's the good stuff that happened after nine eleven. And if we learn anything from this year, is like. Nothing will bring people together. No, and also <laughs> it was fake not. the whole time. It was fake the whole time. It was people like, like, people, oh, everybody in New York is so nice now. It's like, no, they, no, they sure. weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> everybody just has a newfound appreciation for the joys of life. It's no, no, we were, that's never going to be true. Everyone's bad and it's just the way it is. Wow. <laughs> Wow, it was an uplifting episode. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff you can get from me on my Twitch channel. <laughs> owned well, you by know, Amazon. Wow. Does Twitch great... own is owned by Amazon? Amazon owns Twitch and it's the single biggest like like active Bummer. moral dilemma in my life where I'm like, I hate that I have if I want to do this stuff, I have to support some bad company. Like if sure. I did it on Facebook, right. that would suck. If I did it on YouTube, that would also suck. They all That's, suck. Yeah, they every all suck. corporation is bad. It's yeah. terrible. 
There's no ethical consumption in capitalism. That's guys. true. You know yeah. who said that? Wow. Porky Pig. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, was that before or after? That's all. It's right in the middle. No, that was right before. Right before. He said that, and then he said, That's all, folks. People just remember the drop the drop the mic line, but that's what he said. How many times did Porky Pig drop the mic? I mean, countless. Um, speaking of unerring optimism, the movie <laughs> we're talking about today, I think, figures uh, features two characters who have unflagging optimism. We're talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. John Flynn, yeah. what's the <laughs> deal with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Mark Rennie, let me tell you the deal with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It was directed by Stephen Herrick. It was written by Chris Matherson and Ed Solomon and follows Slacker friends Bill and Ted who travel through time to assemble historical figures for their high school history presentation. It stars Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and George Carlin. It opened on February 17th, 1989, receiving generally positive reviews and was a box office success, grossing $40 million against a budget of $6.5 million. Wow. In 2013, it was selected as number eight in Rolling Stone's top 10 best stoner movies of all time. The movie spawned two sequels, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey in 1991, Bill and Ted Face the Music in 2020, two TV shows, both called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, one was an animated series on CBS in 1990. The other was a live action series that ran only seven episodes on Fox in the <laughs> summer of 1992. Uh, video games based on the show were made for Game Boy, NES, Atari, and Commodore, Commodore 64. DC Comics produced uh, 12 issues of Bill and Ted's Excellent Comic Book. A breakfast cereal was made called Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. <laughs> and in 1992, Universal Studios began producing Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure for their Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Orlando and Hollywood. The show was a satirical pop culture show with Bill and Ted fighting villains who stole in their phone booth for their own schemes, which included elaborate dance numbers, stunts, and multiple double entendres for the late night crowd. Uh, but in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2013, the Hollywood version of the show was canceled in the middle of its run following complaints of homophobic humor. And November 4th, 2017, Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure gave its final performance in Orlando, ending with a surprise appearance of Rufus. And that is the deal with Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Wow! Thank you it's so also, much. Exhausting. It's also nice until that last bit about about the Universal show, which I Just remember like when the that movie itself. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, John Mackey, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I have. I I think it is it. Of all the movies that I saw when I was a kid, I think it is. Uh, it is the closest thing to like sort of the my their attitudes I feel like are very much reflected in my attitude towards like life where it's like the like optimism and like sort of joy that they that they sort of seem to always experience is like sort of how I try to approach the world even when it's hard and I think that I it the literally also just the like sort of film's catchphrase of be excellent to each other was like so imprinted on my brain that I a I, I I used it in my speech at my high school graduation. I and it was the it, in retrospect maybe the most embarrassing speech anyone's ever given, uh, for a lot of reasons. But then I I I ended it with "Be excellent to each other," in front of a crowd of people who I don't think anybody in my hometown cared for or had even seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so it was just you know fell on deaf ears. 
Uh, but also like, I just really like, I just like the, 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 the positivity and like sort of, uh, it's just the movie never is like a full bummer. And I think so many movies True. feel like they have to get you really, really deep down dark into, into a hole before the finale. And of course there is like a sort of, you know, third act twist in this, that they face some difficulty, but they never get <laughs> sad you know like there's there's yeah. sadness is always like buoyed by positivity and i think that that is the reason that the characters have such staying power as well is because people just like enjoy the constant up you know they're an easy hang yeah 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 <laughs> and they, uh, one of them reminded me very much of my cousin which one uh uh keanu's character i i lit bill Oh no, Ted. Sorry, Ted. I can't. Ted. I, I, I. It's they're really one, doesn't matter. <laughs> they're one character in your head, uh, but he just reminded me a lot of my cousin, who was like my babysitter growing up too. So I think I, there's some sort of connection there as well. Well, lucky uh, you. So how many nice. times have yeah. you uh, seen it? Do you think? <laughs> I've seen it. I've. Pr I, it's the only movie that I own on DVD. Uh, <laughs> I I gave all of my DVDs and Blu-rays away, and it's the only movie I kept. Wow! I watch it probably. Wow. I would say I probably have watched it in my life, close to like twenty-five times. I would say. I bet once a year I watch it, or at least watch part of it with someone, or like it's on TV or something like that. So you're a super fan, I would say. Yeah. I'm a pretty big fan. I would call it maybe one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. I'd say that is fair. It sounds like it. How sounds does like this it. How, what do you think of the sequels? Uh, Bogus Journey, I have not watched as many times. So, okay. I, and I haven't watched it in a decade or more. So, it obviously didn't imprint on me that much. But the new one, I watched it, and it was, I guess, just like it was the movie that I like needed right now mm -hmm. of just like... <laughs> people being nice to each other yep. and like 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 uh working together and like uh working for the greater good i think uh so i really I, I liked the new one a lot but uh i think bogus journey was a little weird a little too weird because it because they took a turn it took it's a darker. turn into into yeah into death and hell they go to hell it's just it, there's a lot going on Gotcha. Sounds like, well. Sounds like we got a, a super fan on our hands. John Flynn, <laughs> what is your yes. uh, take on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? My history with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I saw it not when it first came out. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it at some point, probably like a year or two after it came out. Thought it was sweet, delightful, and then watched it again yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the, any of the sequels, um, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a fun, slight uh, movie. How about you, Mark? What is your history? So you are that? a hardcore super fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm just a purist. That first time I saw it was so perfect. Yeah. yeah. I was I like, I don't want to sully back. it. I don't want to go back to it. Yeah. I think I first saw it in history class in junior high. We had a cool teacher <laughs> who brought it in. Wow. And I, it was one of those days, you know, like one of those days you only have like three classes, but they're two or three hours long for whatever oh, reason. Yeah, sure. It was one of those days. So he just let us, we watch Bill and Ted. I remember it was on HBO a lot. So I think we watched it a few times, but then I hadn't seen it in 20 years up until the new one came out. And I knew I wanted to watch the new one. 
So I ended up renting or buying because PlayStation it was thirty bucks for all three to own. So I was like, well, there I might as well, well do why that. Why not? Yeah. And now yeah. it's paid off. So I rewatched it. I do think it's fun. I do love <laughs> their off. unerring uh, optimism and positive. I think, and also, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are generally very funny in this. I think yeah. they're mm-hmm. really I great. Think, I think their character they play the characters so right. Yes. And I think that that's like why it works. Is like they're they're so consistent in how they are dumb and that's it's just it's beautiful well so there we go and i thought uh face the music was really sweet it did feel like a tv movie kind of felt like the tv version but the ending uh was really uh i wiped away a tear or two it really got me i'll admit it i'll admit it i full full blown cried at the end of, of the end of the new one i i just thought the like I'm a I, music affects me a lot also like I'm the kind of person who can like listen sure, to an too. album and cry to because mm-hmm. the song hits me in the right way and so the like the the joy and like sort of spirit of them all playing the song and having a blast and everybody getting into it 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 made me like I won't say weep I won't say weep no 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 <laughs> but it definitely made uh more than one tear would you would have had i went to this polyphonic okay. spree concert 15 years ago <laughs> oh my god i was like it wasn't religious but i was like oh this is why people go to like see choirs and church yeah, yeah it just works that many people it simply works yeah 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 all that vibration just yeah yeah beautiful music is beautiful you guys speaking of beauty john mackey as you may or may not know but i believe you do we are looking for the gayest movie ever so we have a very complex and byzantine scoring system (laughs) with which to judge the gayest movies ever so we're going to go through a ton of categories don't you worry about an hour and 15 minutes worth of categories (laughs) and so we're going to give it a score then we figure out its overall percentage so right now love it it. i'm going to work this is our current top five gayest movies ever Okay. And this is their percentage out of 100. This is what they scored. So number five with a 79.51%. Grease 2. Number four with an 83%. Clue. Number three with an 85.19%. The Lost Boys. Number two with 86.92%. Death Becomes Her. And our number one gayest movie ever is Female Trouble. So, John Mackey, if you had to guess, where do you think Bill and Ted is going to end up? I don't... I. It, I I don't think it's going to end up in the top five. You don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. In particular, you don't think it's going to break the top five. I just don't think it's going to break the top five. Uh, yeah. I, I can't even tell you really why I think that. I just. <laughs> I could think of one reason. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe because it centers on uh, just two heterosexual men uh, who mm-hmm. are also very attracted to two uh, princesses. Sure, uh, sure. You know, the relationships are all very heterosexual. That's that's maybe the first thing. Yeah. Heteronormative, yes, indeed. Their mm-hmm. excellent adventure goes everywhere except exploring alternative sexualities, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can travel even, through and, time, even ancient Greece. And in those times, yeah. They avoid they avoid <laughs> they avoid it like the plague. <laughs> they got blinders on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our first yeah. group of categories are the canon categories. So for each one of these categories, we're all going to score it on a scale of 0 to 100, and then we take an average of that, and then that's its score in that category. So the first category, how would you rate Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on actual gay characters <laughs> on a scale of 0 to 100? Hmm. I will say, you got Abe Lincoln. That's yeah. what I was going to say. We got I was now say, say, the, 
See, Ab- we, the Abe Lincoln debate, yeah. Right. It's like, are we, are we going to take, are we saying out in the movies universe? Or I mean, are we I'm just saying, saying it's not 100, think? but okay. I think. Right, yeah. We have 100 points to use. Yes. <laughs> I don't think we're do we think, 50. No. Do we even <laughs> think this Abraham Lincoln is gay? Well, he doesn't uh, mention Mary Todd, so it's open. You no. know what I mean? He's not saying, I got to get back to my wife. Her up. Yeah. No. But he's not I, also saying, let's go to the theater either. No, but he. Well, I think that's the last place Lincoln would want to go, frankly. <laughs> and yet he couldn't help himself. <laughs> Once a queen, always a queen. Yeah, I'll die for live theater. <laughs> it gives me life, so of course I'll die for it. Of course. Also, I this was very interesting because this movie had me going down. I looked up Socrates, like his I, sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> it's all unclear. Yeah. So the I interesting think... thing about ancient Greece was. It wasn't, you were considered, you had to be a bottom until you were of age. And then if you were a top, a grown man, you were expected then to top men younger than you or boys, as I would assume. Sure. So if you were an older man who liked to be bottom, that was considered shameful. So it seemed less about uh, sexual identity and more just about power. Yeah, about, it's just mm-hmm. empowered. So I don't think we could say Socrates. That All that I, to say, I don't think Socrates was gay. Yeah, I think, I think, if if you're gonna take the the characters as portrayed in the movie, I think I think it gets a, I do think it gets a zero, but mm-hmm. I think you have to think historically. I think there's a lot of history that doesn't get, uh, you know, uh, as much press. You know, Genghis <laughs> Khan. I guarantee you, Genghis Khan had sex with another man. Guaranteed at some point. <laughs> really, this is breaking news. But, this is but very he, I mean, news, yeah. he was he, like, like I. It just it doesn't compute for me for people of that era who were who there weren't these constructs yet. Well, these lab, these are new modern right. constructs. The labels didn't like exist. Lab, so yeah. to me, Genghis Khan absolutely was bisexual. If you're going to use like modern terms. And also, can we talk about Joan of Arc? Exactly. There's Joan of Arc. I would Arc say as well. also. They do kind of portray Joan of Arc as like definitely masculine in this. A tomboy. Yeah. yeah. So th- there's maybe. Well, there's an no there's no way made. to have a is there a way to have a feminine Joan of Arc, a girly guess, Joan of Arc? Is yeah. that even possible? <laughs> Does that like go against her character game too strongly? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is I'm now thinking way more about this than I ever have thought about this movie. <laughs> well, like I really like the way that this is making my brain work. <laughs> so if you had to movie. score this movie, if you any and you do on a scale of zero to a hundred for actual gay characters, what would you say? I'm gonna say fifteen. 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 Uh I'll give it ten. Mainly for Lincoln and Joan of Arc and maybe some of those those weird Clarence Clement characters. So yeah, the most important, the greatest. What are they? The yeah. most important, greatest people in the history of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Something yes. like this. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to give it a 15, giving it an average of 13.33. Wow, uh, which is point really thirty three higher uh, than uh, Silence of the Lambs, so not bad. Oh, there you go. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Next category: Drag Queen Inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Bill and Ted's Excellent, <laughs> Excellent Adventure and come away with a whole book of ideas? Mm. I would say yes, just in terms of like, if you have, because there's like all those historical figures, that's like seven, you could do yeah. a Bill and Ted show, inspired oh, yeah. show that would like book I 12 guess, people. 
Yeah, but I also feel like there's looks. nothing about their distinctive looks or takes on these characters that are so unique that make it specifically. You'd yeah, be inspired by sure. like the Bill and Ted Lincoln or the Bill and Ted Napoleon. Like I get what you're saying in like the collective. I, to me, it's together. more like you're being inspired by Lincoln or Napoleon rather than like oh the take that they had. I think there is there is potential inspiration in the Napoleon depiction. Uh, if his not, water park uh, look his the water park look and also <laughs> what's the thing what's the, I always forget the in the I could see someone like using the 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 name of uh I, the Iggy Piggy is that the thing oh Iggy yeah, yeah, Piggy. yeah sure like I could see that becoming some sort of like the Iggy Piggy, Piggy has routine. different connotations in gay culture though yeah you might uh, not you might want to be careful with that <laughs> okay okay maybe the first time you do drag don't do that Tommy. never no never <laughs> Absolutely. But I do think Bill and Ted themselves have pretty iconic looks, mm -hmm. for sure. I think you would definitely recognize. I mean, Al, uh, Bill's half shirt and then Keanu's with that orange thing tied around his. Wait, I think shorts, those are baggy pretty, shorts. You know, cool baggy shorts. And one's short and blonde, one's tall and <laughs> skinny. I mean, is this female trouble? Absolutely no. But there is also those people in the future, the coolest people in the world. That's true. Yeah, they and I feel like in the new one they they. Oh, excuse really, me. Like, They're called the three most important looks. people in the world. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, apologize. But I don't think there's a ton besides Bill and Ted themselves. I don't think there's like a ton. And even that, I don't feel like a drag queen is going to try to be like. But Bill I think when we say drag, we mean essentially sure, drag. drag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, you I can absolutely get drag. You could do drag takes on Bill and Ted for sure. Mm -hmm. You could do gender queer versions of them. Why not? That's true. You're right. <laughs> So what, uh, John Maggie, what would you give this for drag queen inspiration? Well, let's see, percentage-wise, if we think there's two, two, two characters out of like fifteen, but they are only in the same look the entire movie. That essentially. is true. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it consistent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up a little bit and say 18, 18, 18 out of one hundred. <laughs> eighteen. Yeah. Uh, Sure, I'll give it 18 as well. 18. Uh, I'm going to give it 20. 10 points for wow. Bill, 10 points for Ted. <laughs> give it an average of 18.67, which is the lowest we've had in like uh, 10 episodes. The next highest, The Shining, which has a 25. All right, next category, gay icons. How would you rate Bill and Ted excellent adventure on mm. gay icons? Mm. Well, you I do mean, have- Abraham Lincoln. Joan right. of Arc is a definitely queer Arc, icon, right. mm -hmm. and I do. You could make a case for Jane Wadlin, who makes who plays. That's true. Plays Joan of Arc. Uh, Joan of Arc, and we just saw her in Clue. She's in Clue. She's in the Go Go's. Mm -hmm. Um, but beyond that, we love Keanu. I don't think he's a gay <laughs> icon. He's, he's, a gay the, icon, he's the world's yeah. icon. He belongs to everybody. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't think gay culture has like claimed Bill and Ted as like something for themselves. Uh, nor would they. <laughs> John, did we miss any gay icons that you spotted? Yeah, let me think here. Let me, I'm just going to pick through these here. An ice cream sundae, maybe? Or is that a gay icon? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. I think Joan of Arc for sure feels like, 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 uh, definitely could be, I think. 
Abe Lincoln as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I think this might be, I think we might've found the least gay movie. No, this is, <laughs> I, this might be at least gayer than right now. It's Goodwill Hunting and When Harry Met Sally are tied for least gay. Okay. Okay. I think this movie is gayer than those movies. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, it's we'll got a go-go this. in it. We, we will see. Yeah, it. that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So what do you want to give it for gay icons? I think we got to go low. I think, I think this is, this, it's like, I think 8% or eight out of a hundred. Eight. Or, t- or 10. Let me say 10. 10. Nice. Yeah, round. I was going to say 10 as well for Abraham Lincoln and the Joan of Arc slash Jane Wielden. Uh, I'll give it a 10 as well. Give it an average of 10, which is twice as All many right. as Midsommar. That only has five. There you go. Okay. There you go. All right. Good job. All right. The next category, <laughs> the male gaze. And we mean that mm. in how horny is the camera for the male form. Mm. I mean, we do get Alex Winter's midriff yeah. throughout the yeah. whole movie. But I, I think, don't think they like ever like linger on it. Like there's sort of something yeah. very well, casual about it. The game is revealed. You see how they linger on Missy. The camera yeah. is totally like they never mm-hmm. do that oh, reciprocally yeah. on a man. No. But and Missy is treated like a piece of meat in this movie. I, I actually think. I mean, all the women are. <laughs> right. Except for Joan. <laughs> yeah. But she are doesn't even say anything. Many? Are yeah. there even that many women in the movie? How many? Like in There's the two princesses, Joan, and then Missy's Missy slash mom. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I I think also this movie almost. Uh, I think there's this weird part of this movie that's also trying to. Uh, there was probably some fear from the producers of like playing Bill and Ted as like pretend potentially like a gay relationship. So I think weirdly this movie does like a lot of weird stuff to like make like very much like be very stoic. You know, like all the like like the men are very much like not uh objectified aside from the midriff so i feel like maybe that it's like the Mm -hmm. almost like opposite it's like (laughs) they're like they're like no none of these people are sexual there's no there's no we're not these are no 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 one in this movie is an object uh except for the princesses it is wild uh how revealing napoleon's underwear is when he's at the water park and when you get a (laughs) when you get an underwear suit like that wet it's i mean nothing's left of imagination i'm surprised we didn't get get more right but but it's full coverage though it's it's literally 100 percent coverage, coverage mm-hmm. up to the neck so yeah i do have to say though billy the kid he's cute mm. sure. i forgot about billy like the kid i thought it was weird while watching it. i was like it's weird that they would have billy the kid and then have one of the main characters also be named bill like you would think they would be like jesse chris James. and ted's excellent adventure or something or yeah. use jesse James, no one's you know going I mean? to see chris and ted's excellent adventure john <laughs> okay. we'll, never <laughs> we'll never know we'll never know <laughs> yeah. It could have um, been, so what do you want to... been even more of a success if they had absolutely <laughs> Leon and Ted's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to give this for the male gaze? I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna give it a three just for uh <laughs> for Bill's stomach. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm it. giving it a five for that. Five. Um I'll give it a seven for his stomach. I mean he's got a nice wow. looking stomach. He does, okay. he does. Have a good, it's nice, a good yeah. time. Give it an average of five, <laughs> which is pretty low. Um, <laughs> it's beating nothing out of the last well. <laughs> All right. You might make up some points here. Entrances with pizzazz. Mm. I mean, there's I a, there in a bunch. The, in the final show, there, I mean, there's tons. But then also, I mean, coming into, stepping out of a phone booth with, with, 
crazy sunglasses on. There's a, I mean, pretty much every yeah. character introduction has some sort of flavor. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That weird yeah. gold obelisk thing. Diamond in the thing. Opening yeah, of the like, movie. At the very beginning. Missy like pulls up in a convertible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Billy the kid like shooting guns as he enters the saloon. Like it's very much like here is this character now yeah. throughout a lot of the movie. I would say, um, yeah, like all of the co- sort of character introductions are like very bold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause like seeing like Joan of Arc in like the like trial, like all of that is like that's. I mean, there's some iconic images there. Uh, sure. Really, truly, deeply iconic. The mise en scène. No, they did for Joan of Arc. They did recreate the like God touching man thing. Like they, yeah. they really did. They did man. it, Stephen. I mean, Harris. I mean, I mean, we're all joking, but it is true. It's true. Yeah. It's really iconic. Um. So, what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go pretty big on this. I'm gonna say, I think I'll go eighty. Eighty. Yeah. yeah, I was. I'm. I feel. I feel like I'm just copying you, but I was gonna say eighty as well. Like I think it's pretty solid. They like have the sense for the most part of like each character. As we set moment. them up well. You know what I mean? It's not just like someone doesn't just wander in and you're like, when did that person become their friend? It's like, nope, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's very clear. It's also <laughs> historical figures. You never have to wonder who they are. You know exactly, exactly. who they are from the second you see them. <laughs> Give it, I'm also giving an 80. Giving it an average of 80. Oh, okay. Which is a, we go. 30 points higher. Now we're back. Then Mermaids, which only has a 52.33. Uh, what are you right. going to do when you can't shit on mermaids anymore? I live for shitting on them. I don't care about ocean pollution. All right. The next category, strident women. This one mm. might be tough. Because mm. you know who the biggest bitch in the whole movie is? Napoleon. <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, I love I how the... mean he is to the little girl in the ice cream parlor. It's so I love how much of an so asshole yeah. Napoleon is. <laughs> Also, it that just, actor is great. Who's playing Napoleon? He, he's really funny. Yeah, for that part, he's incredible. Incredible. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, we've got Joan of Arc, who is sort of historically strident. Historically, but not so much in the movie. No. The, well, she did like push that woman out of like her yeah. aerobics class, and I also thought those two giggly girls at the ball—they were kind of like strident. They're more passive aggressive, yeah. But like, there's yeah. there's very few women in this movie, so it's not. Pickens There's not a lot of opportunities for stridency. <laughs> it was also very weird that Socrates and Freud were like hitting on teenage girls, but I guess that's probably tr- accurate yeah, yeah. to who they really were. <laughs> I'm sure. Very historically accurate. Yeah. But I think I that's mean, about it for like Missy's like just a pushover kind of. Yeah, she's pretty passive. Yeah. Um, that's about it though. Not the most strident women I've ever seen. It literally comes down to one shove. There's a shove. <laughs> someone <laughs> gets shoved someone and that's it. And also she shoves yeah. another woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's teaching aerobics. Class. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of a mall. What an insane. Yeah. Does, is Those, that were that Those were the eighties. Those were the eighties. What was that even? I feel like, like they were advertising the gym. Like in the mall was yeah, what it was they like were a doing. publicity stunt for like the, the gym and yes, videos. Yes, and but also like it took this is also the second time I've seen this in like two months, so I think that helps. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh now I get this. Yeah. It does all work. It all works. <laughs> it all falls into place. So what would you give this for strident women? I mean, I feel like we 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 gotta kind of dip back down into the yeah. uh, potentially yeah. single digit territory. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll go. I'm going to go five. Five. You are tough on your own movie, and I respect that. Look, hey, yeah, you got to be tough on the thing. If you're going to love the thing, you also got to recognize where it falls short. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like Blink 182's album, that California song. Oof, exactly. that is rough, right? Yes. This is everything after uh, after Enema of the State. Yeah. A power pop doesn't work once you're in your 50s. No. You got to stop singing about being a teenager, guys. <laughs> yeah. You need to make peace with your father. He's like in his <laughs> 80s now. God. He's not clearly not going to give you what you want. <laughs> uh, John, what are you going to give this for strident women? Uh, I'll give it a seven. Seven. Um, I will give it a four. Give an average of 5.33, <laughs> which is by far the lowest in a long time. Second only to The Lost Boys, which has 14. All right, next category, macabre. How macabre is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? Mm. I think it's kind of light on macabre. Like it's the most like... macabre thing. It's kind of the L we haven't talked about it yet, but I felt like okay. this is maybe the point to talk about it. All right. Bill, you brought you, t we asked you, John, we told you <laughs> we're looking for the gayest movie ever. And you brought in a movie that has a gay slur in it. Does it? They both call each yeah. other fag. They hug and then call each other fag. Just really? sort of like, like they were, yeah, they're like, oh, it's so How good many to see times have you like seen this, John? You, I believe like you said you saw it times. A ton times. of times. And Maybe it's got like, edited out of your version. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I've seen it a thousand times on TV. Maybe it like, I think in the TV, might, they cut, they yeah. do cut it out of the TV version. Yeah. I have that confirmed. Uh, well, I mean, that makes sense because it is one of those things where it's like, I think like at the time, like it is of the time. Like, I don't think For it's sure. especially egregious. I don't think it's especially egregious given the time that it came from. But it is a thing where, like, if you didn't have that there, it's not like you wouldn't miss it. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's such right. an yeah. easy thing to not have in the movie. Which is kind of always the case in, the, in like, that, that, that era. <laughs> like, every, right? Teen, right, like yeah. every teen movie. Like, even up until, like, Superbad. It's like that movie was not that mm -hmm. long ago. And it still has, like, a ton of like homophobic jokes isn't it like, like knocked up has the big run yeah. of like you know how i know you're gay okay, or is that like um it, yeah. or is that 40 mm -hmm. over it's one of those it's one just those crazy two. it's like and, it, and it, it does not add anything but it's like it feels like it's like one of those things where particularly with like super bad it was like that's how kids are talking right now <laughs> right so we have to <laughs> we have it's to endorse that point of view right yeah <laughs> we can put a spotlight on it yeah yeah Superbad must capture reality. That's why people are going <laughs> yeah. to see Superbad because they want to see Which, the world as I'll it say is. This. Th that movie does not capture my high school reality. No? I never, never went wow. to a single party. Never, no one was having parties in high school for me. <laughs> well, you have everybody a very was, small town, as we've, as we've established. Yeah, and no, but everybody was just like me. They were staying home and playing their guitar and video games by themselves, hanging out with their one neighbor. That's the wow. way high school was for everybody. It wasn't, it was not these crazy house parties that everybody no. thinks. Mm -hmm. I believe there school. were parties in my high school. I just did not go to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but beyond that, beyond the slur, the unfortunate, unnecessary slur, um, there is like uh, Bill and Ted about to get publicly executed, thinking Ted died. And Ted does wear the Van Halen 5150 shirt, which is Van Halen in straight jackets. And 5150 is, as we know, when someone has to be in, you know, kept in a, observed for three days against, you know, against, against their will. For, their will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. kind of macabre, but this is not a Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 by any stretch of the no. imagination. It's a very sweet movie overall. Absolutely. Yeah, and it do it really doesn't get it. Like I was saying, I feel like it just doesn't ever get in like 
in like bummer real, territory. real bummer territory. Even like Bill and Ted, like pretty... when they get in a fight like, in like the old west, they don't resort to they give a guy a wedgie. You know what I mean? They're not like <laughs> they're not violent, you know, guys. Yeah, I mean, so I we'll, think yeah, I think this movie does. I I feel like it doesn't really even dip into anything really super. This like the like the darkest yeah like the darkest story point is like he might have to go to military school it's like that's like, <laughs> like those are the state like, yeah i don't know i i don't even know I, so what would you give this for macabre four like a four five, five six <laughs> i'll give it a three yeah uh i'm gonna i'll give it a seven Five, three, seven. Not very. There's something macabre about time travel for whatever reason. Something weird, you know, setting the world to right. But this movie is not a heavy movie. Giving this an average of five. <laughs> um, the next lowest movie recently is uh, Mermaids with a 57. Okay. So, okay. We're pretty far behind. <laughs> All right. Maybe make up some points here, though. Dramatic lighting. How would you rate oh, the dramatic man. lighting in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I mean, I mean, every time they teleport. Yeah, the the all the all the teleportation scenes or the the, the time travel, the time travel, the time scenes. travel, the, the presentation at the end. Yeah, yeah. The, the show at the is end very is fun. Nothing mm-hmm. but dramatic lighting, spotlights, <clears throat> reverse, lights, you know, rim lights, like big time mm-hmm. backlights, big backlight. time backlights, big time. Big you want to, if you're a fan of backlights, yeah. you gotta see yeah, the yeah, last ten minutes. Of of, yeah. <laughs> Just jump into the third act; you'll be fine. <laughs> The Joan of Arc has a nice yeah, like cool atmosphere. Yeah. You could tell it's like a low budget, but I think they uh, made a lot of hay with that. Oh yeah, yeah. What think of the other the other like sort of big reveal or like the big? There's like some some dramatic lighting in like the like dungeon. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just not like purposeful. Light. Like like <laughs> they're not trying to set the mood. It's no. just like no, this is what a. Like Someone was standing in the wrong place, like. and they were just yeah, like, yeah. "We got to keep shooting." Yeah, and then um, yeah, but it's like, not, it, is it the most dramatic? Are we in a uh, Suspiria territory? We oh, are not. Which no. I just watched Suspiria the other night. Which one? The the new one. I've seen them both, but I watched oh. the new one a couple nights ago. What a ride! It's a hoot. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it would it blew my hair back, uh, <laughs> like kind of constantly. Uh, Absolutely, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, okay, dramatic lighting. I think because the whole third act is nothing but dramatic lighting, I think I gotta go at least. We'll go forty. We'll go forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. I'm actually gonna go sixty-five because I think wow. you got the end. You've got all the teleportation. We got the Joan of Arc stuff. Like it's it's not like crazy crazy, but like it 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 goes a, a little bit above and beyond. Uh, I'm going to give it a 50 just because I think it does what it has to do, but not, it's still like a big studio comedy and those aren't really exactly known for right. drama and the lighting. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> All right. Next category. Vibrato. Vibrato. So for this, in addition to literal vibrato, like singing, we also mean like anytime they take a moment and do something extra with it, they sort of shush it up. They give you more than is necessary, but you like it. Oh, okay. I, I would think say the whole mall sequence is full of yes. vibrato for me. Then. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Beethoven's performance in the mall. <laughs> yes. The, yes. The skateboarding around with with cricket bats. 
that's nothing but vibrato. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just I the fact that, that there are mall hijinks. There's a mall yeah. hijink sequence yeah. with yeah. like, it's like a cartoon essentially. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I also like, think the stuff with the 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 three most important people in the world, like that that to me is the 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 tableau of yes. those yeah. people is very heavy on the vibrato. It's so hard mm -hmm. to like represent. I don't think any movie has ever like accurately, maybe except Blade Runner, like depicted a future that like holds up late after the fact. Yeah. You know, because like this <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure version of the future looks very much like 1987. You know, like, oh, that I see. You know. <laughs> well, they had to build the, the future with materials all. from 1987. <laughs> yes. Right. It's like they, all they had was the stuff that they had right then. So there's, ah, we don't have computers. <laughs> what do we do? I guess, I guess we don't have. Use, use wood you just let's just use wood and paint it right it's not future materials i do uh, think like bill and ted themselves are like their characterizations are pretty bravado yeah vibrato. i think i mean literally the like little air guitar yes. solos are yeah like, it's like their salute maybe a significant amount of vibrato in this movie okay and the soundtrack too yeah definitely two heads are better oh. than one <laughs> by power tool <laughs> Who oh, went on man. to become Nelson? Oh, after the rain. Them before, mm -hmm. yeah. They co-wrote that song with Dweezil Zappa, according to the credits. Oh, so a lot of musical <laughs> progeny coming together. Yeah, if you got a Zappa in your thing, that's vibrato. Your gold, <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> so yeah, so what do we give this for vibrato? I'm gonna go pretty heavy on the vibrato. I'm gonna give it an 85. 85. I think it's, uh, the concept uh -huh. itself to me is very like sure. Bold. Absolutely. Oh. They don't do simple log lines like this anymore. <laughs> Everything's got to be grounded. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a 70 for vibrato. 70. Uh, I'm going to go 82. I think it's pretty vibrato. Given an average of 79. All right. Which is 18 points higher than Mermaids, which only has a 61.67. <laughs> All right. Next category. Footwork. <laughs> Rate the footwork. Ooh. Well, we got the aerobics class. That's aerobics true. Class sure. We got running around the mall. Yeah. Genghis Khan in the sporting goods store. Napoleon mm -hmm. hanging from the tree. The the sneaking through the police department scenes. Yes. Yeah. That requires some serious footwork. I like Absolutely. that scene when they say like, oh, well, just remember to steal the keys later. Like that's such like a funny. <laughs> and also, yeah. but I feel like now if that was in a movie or TV, they would like spend like 15 minutes ex explaining that or. Yeah there'd be too much of the like, wait, how does this work? Like, just accept it and move like yeah. that. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> right. It's more fun At if we don't point, know. Yeah. yeah, you don't need it. We don't need it. Just just right? get to it. That's why it's also only like an hour and a half. Or so. It's like so uh, short. An like, ideal length for a I'm comedy. I'm telling no, you. No, I do think part of the secret of why it's successful is that it feels like the whole thing is the same tone of like, the characters aren't that super three dimensional. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just mm -hmm. enough to be like, oh, yeah, that kind of works. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so like, it's it does all feel- momentum. The same, yeah, exactly. The movie and there's just a fresh take happening. on time travel, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I still I don't know how they got the trash can up there when they drop a trash can out. I don't quite know. Like, wait, how is that hanging? Then how did it release? I don't Mark, know. Just go with it, Mark. I know, I just know. So I'm, I'm not taking my own advice. Uh, I think also the in terms of footwork, the, there's sort of uh, mental footwork uh, of of the farcical elements of it throughout like sure. them mm -hmm. leaving and then coming back at the same time the circuit being yes. a place where there's sort of this like kind of loop happening yes. 
and then just the sort of staging of the final presentation as well. I mean, hello, that's true. That's panache. When did they rehearse <laughs> this? Never. They winged it. I guess they were inspired it by the Hall long. of Presidents because uh, Ted yeah, mentions that at yeah. the beginning, and that has yeah. kind of a similar structure. Mm. I mean, that's a classic structure to ape Hall of Presidents. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't can't tell you how many times what I used to do my own dumb bit shows, how many times I was inspired because I was stoned at Disneyland. <laughs> sure. Like the end of Small World when they're all in white. I was like, oh, just have everyone come back out in white. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Um, so what do you want to give this for footwork? For footwork, I'm gonna go a little less than vibrato. I'm gonna get I'm gonna go 70. 70. Footwork. Yeah. I'll go 73 for that aerobics class. Wow. 73. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give it a for the sweat. I'm going yeah. to I'm going to give it a 60 for okay. footwork. Wow, okay. Give it an average of 67.67, which is 6.67 points higher than mermaids, which only has a 61. <laughs> All right. All right, our next category, animal print. Mm. How much animal? I think just Genghis Khan is yeah, the only Genghis one I Khan. noticed. And even yeah. then, it's not print; it's just hide. It's fur, yeah, right. It's yeah, just fur. That chicken For he's anything. eating look, always looks really good to me. When I, I first yeah. introduced him, <laughs> yeah. that, like just like a roast. Because you're chicken. always like high while you're watching it. You're like, damn, <laughs> damn, I could really go for some like roast, like just like a rotisserie chicken right now. Just have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Is there any other? Is Missy ever in any kind of animal print? No. I was no. looking because she seems like ideal for like a leopard print. Sure, yeah, like I a guess. neon green or something. Yeah. I mean, come on. No. She's tasteful. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's just animal hides, no animal prints. That's not a zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Well, it'll give us it'll give us a couple points. We're gonna get a couple. We're gonna get a couple. <laughs> we're, gonna get a, we're gonna get a couple points out of the yeah, hides. Yeah. Oh man, how uh, how many points do you give for an animal hide? I mean, geez. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go eight. Eight. Uh, I'll go twelve. Twelve. Surprise, John. <laughs> Why are you um, surprised? I don't, you thought it'd be higher or lower? I thought it'd be I thought it'd be lower. I'm surprised you're scoring it so high. Uh, I'm also going to give it an eight. Give it a nine point three three, which is higher than Terms of Endearment, which had zero. Okay. All right. All right. Finally, this is the last of the canon categories. Okay. okay. On a scale of zero to hundred, how likely are you to recommend Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure to a gay person? Keep in mind the version you can rent from the uh, digital stores does have a slur. We'll say, well, I mean, completely zero. Uh, maybe I don't know. No, see, here's maybe not. I think, I think the character, the characters and story, maybe mm -hmm. maybe are good enough and like like there's enough of a, a a positive ending that I wouldn't say zero. Sure. I would say watch the TV version and then <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then I'd give it a I would give it like a I would give it like a 50. 50. Yeah. The, for the TV version. 50 for the TV version. <laughs> the version. Asterisk right. next to this on the uh, Okay, on the, the spreadsheet. The stats. <laughs> Great. Uh yeah, I mean for me if I was talking to someone who was gay and they were like, "Oh, I've never seen it." I would be like, "It's not a necessary viewing." I think Yes, there's that moment. Other than that, I don't think it's. I think it's pretty benign. I don't think there's anything compelling about it for like a gay person to watch. But I think, as you said, it is an easy hang. It is like referenced a lot. You know what I mean? Like it is something like to know that to know what it is is of value in some ways, even though you probably just know from the culture. I'll say twenty. 
20. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I do find it delightful. It is a lot of fun. Also, for the fact that I, this is the second time I've seen it in two months, I still had just <laughs> a good a time. <laughs> you know, I didn't regret it. Um, but is there anything particularly gay about this movie? Absolutely not. Um, no. I'm going to give it a, but I'll give it a 25. You got that midriff. Giving it a 31 point, 31 point 67, which is 20 points lower than Mermaid, which has a 51 point 67. Uh-oh. What if I just had to gone super hard and be like 100%? Well, that's why our scores balance you, you out. Yeah. You do it 100%. 100%. Absolutely. You would not be the first guest <laughs> just, to try just, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just ride the volume. When the slur comes up, just yeah. mute it. <laughs> or turn it up louder. <laughs> you need to know this used to happen. Yeah. Gay person. You need to be yeah. aware that there was yeah. homophobia. It doesn't yeah. exist now, but in the late 80s, it did. It's not, well, it's not so perfect as it is now. <laughs> you should be, you're lucky to be alive in 2020. <laughs> Look what was happening in mainstream stuff. It is so weird that, like, there's the slur, but then also, like, Alex Winter is wearing this, like, cut off shirt, which is, like, what every gay man is wearing, right? You know, every fashionable media person is wearing right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's such like a weird mix of homoeroticism and homophobia at the same time. What is this, a Zack Snyder movie? <laughs> all right, we're now into the wheel categories. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in, and we put their category on a wheel. So we're going to spin it four times, and whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we're going to judge the movie. Oh, and because and we might that, not have said it earlier, I think I forgot we to didn't. say it. It's okay. At the end so of these after we four, do... go ahead. Yes. You will come up with a category, which will be added, added to, to the wheel. Wonderful. You got, so Our timing's not as good when we're not in person. You know, <laughs> so it's been six months of this. <laughs> All righty. So first wheel category is titular theme song. Titular theme song. Oh. Well, there is like that one. I wrote it down. Hold on. Yeah. Um, the, oh no, I didn't. Never mind. Um, their, their song, like the the song. It's like by uh, Robbie Rob. Yeah. It's like the slow song. It's like the pretty one when they're in the future. It's like time is the moment or this time or something like that. <laughs> yeah. There is like songs associ- that I associate with this movie, but yeah, like yeah. I, you don't really I, hear them no, outside like, of the movie very much. No, and there's no like theme, memorable theme. There is no. not like you don't think Bill and Ted. Oh, this wonderful hook. It's like that's mm-hmm. not. There is no song associated. It's not like Wayne's World where you're like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you don't associate Big Pigs. I can't break away. Whenever you hear that out at like Buffalo Wild Wings, you don't think, oh, remember? <laughs> it's been so long since I've been to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> or when you hear Dancing with the Gypsy by Tora Tora. <laughs> you know this. Ah, oh, this brings me back to Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all songs from the soundtrack. I, I believe the remember. one people do know maybe is Two Heads Are Better Than One by Power right, Tool, yeah. who became right. Nelson. Nelson. And it is, <laughs> Nelson does perform that in their live concerts. I went into a bit of a Nelson wormhole after I watched the movie last <laughs> Did you night. you go to a Nelson concert? <laughs> I have not been to a Nelson concert. <laughs> but you've got those VR glasses. You haven't gone to a Nelson concert? Oh, Mark, you're missing out. That. You're missing out. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Nelson VR experience. On we, <laughs> there's an Elton John one that's like 12 minutes long, oh, wow. actually. That's Pretty fun. Cool. It's all CG. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
John Mackey, what do you want to give Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for a titular theme song? Considering I literally couldn't remember a single song from the movie, I think I have to go zero. Zero. There's just no music that's memorable to me. Not in that. In that, I think the new one now that that song at the end of the new one is mm-hmm. pretty memorable, but not in that. I don't. I mean, it's hard when you build now. up like here's a song that's going to unite the entire world, and then like we need that song now for the movie twenty, thirty years <laughs> later. Like, uh, who do you call? No pressure. Right, yeah. Diane Warren. Diane Warren. She's never written a boring <laughs> song in her life. <laughs> John Flynn, what are you going to give this for titular uh, theme song? I'll give it a seven. Seven. Feeling generous. <laughs> um, I'll give it a five for Power Tool. Um, give her an average of four, which is one point lower than Hellbound Hellraiser Two, which had a five. There you go. All right. Titular theme songs brought to us by Julie Brister in the movie Smile, which oh. nobody's heard of. Okay, here we go. Does it hold up? Does it mm. hold up? Mm. I mean, I think, I think story, yeah. I mean, the comedy in the movie, I think, is still funny. For sure. Uh, I think, uh, I feel like it's not even like, like, like slur aside i think movies of that era (laughs) don't like there is something about the visual style of a movie like this that like when you watch it now it doesn't have the same kind of like ooh, wait like this is great it doesn't feel like a big thing to me right uh so i think that it doesn't have the i think at the time it was probably like a spectacle like oh my god like all these historical figures like like the big, it probably <laughs> had a little bit more oomph. The special it, effects they when they were like flying through time, through yeah, the tubes. Yeah, like I think back in the, in the day, like during that time, I think people probably thought it was like, oh, this is so cool. But I think watching, it I now, remember seeing like, it at the time, and I don't remember us. We, our minds were not blown away. Come on, Mark. But, <laughs> but I think <laughs> but they're I will fun. say, in they're its fun. defense, I don't think like watching it last night. I wasn't like, ooh, this looks rough. No, right. Right. It looked yeah. like. A very simple approach that was like perfectly well executed. And in some and ways, stuff- like the datedness works now because like it's fun. It like, oh, yeah. when yeah. you see the mall, like it feels like another planet now. You know what I mean? Oh my God, yeah. a crowded yeah. mall. That would never happen today. <laughs> <laughs> All these stores, no stores are failing. How is happening? <laughs> There's no Every kiosk with CBD oil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no no just like boarded up stalls in the mall. Oh, weird. I don't feel depressed. This almost seems oh. like a wonder. There's a bookstore. What? Wait, people are smiling here. Yeah. What the I hell? Mean, hold on. It's a wonderful thing. fantasia. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think like I think that like they're like the the concept still holds up to me. I think like I think that it like does. Like it's it isn't like the kind of thing where there's like some movies from from you know even ten years ago where you watch it and you're just like I don't even I'm not even entertained by this anymore. But I think <laughs> right. the I Euro think the trip. like pace yeah yeah the whole trip franchise road trip Euro really trip, took none us of them. <laughs> went down uh, But I, so I think I think that it it has that going for it that it's still very easy to watch and like doesn't feel like a drag. So I think it does I think it does hold up in that way. So if you had to assign a number to that, and you do, what would it be? <laughs> I think I'll give it a 67. 67. So yes. a slur is worth 33 points. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go higher than that, because I think if you cut that slur, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I do wish it was like 
more diverse. Like it's a pretty white movie. Um, so I wish, so like in that way, like if you were to make it today, it would be a little bit more diverse and you wouldn't have that moment. But other than that, like it pretty much works. And I don't think it's like a lot of like that. I'm going to actually give it an 85. 85. Well, the slur is there and you can't cut it out. Uh, I'm giving it a 25. Give it a 59. Okay. So that's okay. So that's, that. I mean, I'm not debating you, but it feels like, that feels kind of harsh for like one moment. Like that one moment really ruined the experience of watching that movie for you? I mean, it does like, uh, just in terms of does it hold up? I'm like, it is great, except there is that big, pretty, you know, it is, it's an ugly thing to hear. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. And I can see how that would be a deal breaker for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, okay. What if we asterisked it? <laughs> again and we said we we're gonna have you watch the tv version then with then the i would probably make it an 80 but i can't do that i had to judge the movie i saw last night the movie yeah. i own and is on my playstation library <laughs> hey it still has an average of 59 which isn't shabby okay flashback flash well i mean our time I mean, we're talking time travel is that flashback <laughs> well then there's the loop in front of the circle k is kind of a flashback you know what i mean yeah yeah i would think that the same scene from a different perspective like mm -hmm. a uh rashomon and it, effect and it sort of starts with like uh george carlin being like let me tell you the story so you could even argue <laughs> right. that the whole thing is a flashback oh we start in the future and then go back in time yeah. mm -hmm. wow yeah, and there's some flashback. I feel like inherently a time travel movie is flashbacks, to, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, it's 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 uh, practical flashbacks. It's pra it's practical. <laughs> practical it's practical back. It's not in anybody's brain. It's happening practically. Well, I guess we're never flat. We never really. I guess there's the one time we flash back to timeline within the movie you know when the characters existed is the circle k like we never see like bill and ted as like in elementary school or anything like that you know what i mean right. they're always going to i mean i think i think you could argue that with the, the time travel isn't flashback because the flashback is like remember that thing that happened and while they are going back in time they're experiencing it in a linear fashion mm. right ah it also doesn't make sense how like time is still moving forward Exactly. But the, who cares? It doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. this any is true of any movie, time travel movie. You have to be movie. like, yeah, stop. <laughs> you can't be. But actually, because no, nobody knows how time travel works. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Marvel did. They That's true. <laughs> I think they nailed it. Mm -hmm. They nailed it. I had it. a good time with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we want to give this for flashback? Oh, man. I'm going practical flashback. So Please. I'm. I, I that's how I've known you. That's how you were introduced as me to me <laughs> as a man who loves a practical flashback. John Mackey, John practical flashback, flashback. Mackey. I'm going. I'm going eighty-five. Eighty-five practical yeah. flashback. I believe is the sequel to Practical Magic. <laughs> Although it should be a prequel, really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'll give it a sixty-five. Sixty-five. Um, I'll give it a 75. Sure, why not? Give it an average of 75. Ah. And now there's the last wheel category, and then next you are adding a category, John Mackey, oh that we'll, we, okay. we'll use for Bill and Ted in every movie moving forward. Okay, here we go. Musical potential. Musical. Oh. I would say it's pretty huge. I mean, I just mean, every little time period is a... I think this could make a great musical, honestly. Uh. It like has a style and vocabulary itself. So like you already know, like, okay, you want it to sound like eighties, like 
hair metal band. You know what I mean? Like you, what you, so it has like a, a world that you would identify with it already. Do we you know want it to it? sound like eighties hair metal though? <laughs> don't you want it to sound like a Van Halen like musical? Isn't that what they want? Doesn't that make sense? That makes yeah. more sense than like them singing. So like, you would set it in nineteen eighty seven. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's what it said, and then sort of like use the musical language of that time. That's what I would do if I had Shakespeare. If they could update Shakespeare, why can't they update Bill and Ted? You could put Shakespeare in if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Sure. Yes, you're right. Sure. If you wanted to use just songs from uh, Gilbert and Sullivan operettas to do musical Bill and Ted, you absolutely (laughs) Uh, could. It is something you one could do. That sounds like a real stinker of a musical, if you ask me. Well, but you could do it. It doesn't. It wouldn't be a good musical. It's just what could it be a musical? What if you got Uh, Bjork? That's what I would do if I were making it. Oh well, of of course. First, you're always going to see does Bjork want to collaborate? Does is she interested in the project? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If not, then you go to the next step. Next step, hair metal, rock of ages, but with Bill and Ted. Yeah. (laughs) Also, okay. there's like no antagonist in this movie, which I appreciate. Like, there's no like villain. There's no bad guy. Time, time. Yeah, the history time. teacher. And but the, even yeah, he's the, not like he's the dad. Pretty... The dad's one of Santa. Ted's uh, dad is think... the bad guy. Come on. Yeah, but they're not like we got to. Def- they don't defeat him at the end. They just prove their case. You know what I mean? True. They thwart his plans. Mm. Yeah. They yeah. Because yeah, what's because he's just yeah, like, it does lack an Ursula pass. You're gonna go, which is not a slam. I think that's school. fun. I like that it doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because Bogus right. Journey does, but then Face the Music doesn't. Yeah, I think I think in all of these movies, the villain is time. Is time. And isn't that the ultimate villain for us all? <laughs> it's true. It's going to get all of us, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So, John Mackey, uh, what would you okay. get? Do you see musical potential in this? You're a musical guy. Uh, yeah. You've produced 100%. music. You've written, performed music. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I think I was actually shocked when the question about, like, like, titular theme song or music in the movie came up and i could not remember music from the movie because it feels like a movie that is so uh like ready to be sort of soundtracked in a more meaningful way right so Mm -hmm. i i think there's there's tons of musical musical potential i mean just the fact that they're guitar players and they're trying to be in a band i mean absolutely i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 90 90 i'm gonna go 97. Wow. I think this is like a real easy uh, step to make it a musical. Right? What's the axe break? Hmm. Let's see. What's, uh, I don't know. The mall or finding, they haven't like everyone, uh, Napoleon's disappeared or something. Maybe when the time machine, no, that's in. Oh, time machine breaks. When the time machine breaking, maybe. I don't know. Or when they think Ted's dead. Yeah, because then. Maybe that's it. Uh, I'm giving it a 95. Giving it an average of 94. Pretty good. Okay. All right, John Mackey, the time has come for you to come up with a category that will be added to the wheel that we could judge Bill and Ted's Exit Adventure and every other possible movie. Okay. All right. Could I hear some of the other examples? Is that a thing? I, I want to. I want to make sure. I wanna... Sure, I could do our most recent. Want to yeah, hear our most recent? Like, uh, I don't. I don't want to double up. I'm going to go in reverse order. We'll let you know if you double up. Mirror motifs, <laughs> mirror motifs, spank bank deposits, dramatic reveals, phallic <laughs> imagery, openly weeping, is a high school jock penetrated, the male <laughs> V, forbidden love, being too cool under pressure. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Well, they sound insane uh, when I put them all. Yeah, <laughs> say them all in a row. Well, you read them backwards. That's why they that's sound insane. That's why I see one builds off the other. 
this is maybe to, again it goes back to a more practical question you're the practical guy to, to, because yeah. because i think that like my instinct is to say like on a scale of zero to 100 how how uh how uncomfortable would it make your like 90 year old grandmother <laughs> and do you think the more uncomfortable you think that makes it that gayer, makes it gayer. Or, or or if like a, a if how or a, a trump supporter like how how, how upset would it make <laughs> like a pearl trump clutching supporter? like how yeah. what's the pearl yeah. clutching yeah like how yeah like how, value sure i don't know i don't know if that i don't know if that like that's to me i think I'm there's something to, there yeah there is something what's there. the best what's the best way to i, I like to, pearl to clutching it. pearl yeah. clutching i like that too yeah like uh like yeah, yeah, pearl clutching. I think that's great. That's good, yeah. <laughs> you did it. That was yeah, so easy. We did it. So, what would you give Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> for pearl clutching? Pearl clutching? Well, the non-TV version. Uh, no, <laughs> sure. no. I mean, I think for for it, I think like it's it's it wouldn't. I don't think it would cause any pearl clutching. <laughs> Probably from, not. It's pretty low. From, this from, is, yeah. yeah. No, Unless they're like, they're still outraged one, by maybe one, rock music. One, yeah, like one because the music is loud. <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> it's about rock music. That's what I'll say. One, one because of because it's about rock. Music. There is the element though of like the whole we haven't talked about like Missy being the stepmom and Lusty and then like oh, that's a little the weird. dad yeah, okay. having sex with her in Bill's bed. That's pretty weird. That's true. That was a little weird. That's pretty kinky. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty clutchy. Pretty clink, pretty I'm reaching kinky. towards my pearls. Not quite <laughs> clutching, but they're coming towards it. Oh, man. Uh, so there's something there that's a yeah, little like. Yeah. And may, I, I mean, I think that like also the like sort of like. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. I, it doesn't feel like it's like. Like I don't think it would really cause any stir. You know what I mean? Like, like right. it's so like it's so benign. It's yeah. So, you know it's what I mean? It's not like they're depicting ways. a godless world. It's right. Like, yeah. It's a cartoon. It's like a. Yeah. It's like an episode of Scooby Doo in some ways. Yeah. It makes I you think... want to go to San Dimas. I mean, which is yeah. That's where the OJ trial was. <laughs> yeah, and I've this been there. The best I've thing that there. ever happened to it. I've been there, and I and I and it's you know it's it's nice there. It's sure. Nice. Sure. Uh, very suburban. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think anything. Like, I'll just say two, just two. because there's got to be somebody out there who would see it and be like, no. Uh, sure, time travel is the devil's work. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's no Bible in that future. Or like, honestly, there's like there's some like crazy like like Christian grandma who would like see the midriff and be like, absolutely not. Yeah. So I'll uh, give it two simple or three. thoughts. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it like two or oh, we'll say three. Her like glasses right. burst out of her head. Yeah. She goes, "Are those yeah. cum gutters?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving it a three. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a an eight. Eight. You're the first person I think to come up with a category that your movie would score so low. So in. low in. <laughs> but I appreciate you, John. Mac. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, well, there is like the the slurs so that is kind of pearl clutchy i feel like okay you know but, what i mean it's like but wouldn't that be like reverse like re i feel like it's not the spirit of the category that you're pitching. yeah so we're saying a, the higher score is the, the higher score is the is, more conservative is, a is more, better it, it, okay or like the more they would be like two men are doing what you know yeah. more stuff like that so that when she sees that she would put on more pearls she'd be excited yes <laughs> 
I'm breaking out the good pearls. We're going to watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> Let me do it. Yeah. What kind of pearls should I wear I see, for this movie? Well, then I'll give it a five. And Pearl Clushing, <laughs> give it an average of 5.33. All right. Now we're into the bonus categories. <laughs> so these categories, they're just bonuses. So instead okay. of zero to 100, it's going to be zero to 10. Okay. So if a if a cat if, if it doesn't score well in a category, it doesn't get penalized. It just gets bonus points for the categories it does well in. Okay. 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 All right. So the first category on a scale of zero to ten, how would you rate Bill and Ted's excellent adventure on makeover montage? <laughs> There's well, quite a few in this. Yeah, this a couple, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. the heyday. I feel like nineteen eighty seven, is that when this came out? This eighty nine, yeah. Eighty nine, this was prime time for mm -hmm. makeover montages. I mean, okay. they clean a house. Yeah. yeah. Do a fun shores. song. That's mm -hmm. the mall hijinks, I would say. Or the yeah, the mall hijinks. Not really a makeover happening, but. It's like, right. it's like a, a, a like spirit makeover. In, you know, it's not, not necessarily <laughs> a fit. I'm like, I'm like. The I'm, mission I'm, is made over. It's yeah. refocused. Yeah. Uh, and so this one, one to 10. I, yes. I, I think we'll go, we'll go six. Six. Yeah, five or five. Five. Six is too generous because it's not a it's not a traditional make. Yeah. Don't let Mark's tone intimidate you. I know that can happen sometimes. <laughs> you don't know the motive behind my tone. <laughs> but I know, but I'm saying sometimes people might misinterpret your tone. That's on them. And think being too well exactly. Well, I was just letting him know well, that he I was, do that. I'm he knows thinking, my he's heard my tone before. Oh, yeah. oh, I, <laughs> I, I was just thinking, like to me, it is not there isn't like the like typical there's not a typical. Like no one gets a haircut. Yes, nobody's like getting like like, and with a movie like this, there would be potential for them. Joan to, of Arc going to a salon yeah, like, and come yeah, out like with like, sure. do, yeah. like no, I'm bond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so they don't do that. But they do like I think it's like it's 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 a makeover of all of their sort of personalities. <laughs> sure. And mm -hmm. I guess Napoleon kind of at the water park. Yeah, like that's kind of a makeover. So I think, I'm, I, you know, no, I will go six. I'm six. going six. Because I forgot about well. Napoleon. I forgot about Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> um, I'm giving it a seven. I thought you guys were too low. Because I think there's like <laughs> the house cleaning one overall. Yeah. It's like that's a pure. Yeah. I think that's truly, classic. That's that to a me classic. is the most classic. Yeah. But then yeah. that's at least a five, I think. But then all the other ones are just a bonus. You know, they're what not. What are the other ones besides them all? Well, so there's like a little montage where they get Genghis Khan and like they get. There's that section where they're kind of collecting the others. Oh, they're doing the quick hits with people. The quick hits. Yeah. Um, so I would quick count hits. that as well. And then the mall oh, hydrants. I about the quick hits. Yeah, the yeah. quick them. hits. The quick hits give you those extra points. We mm -hmm. love those quick hits. <laughs> Practical hits. All right, next category, cheerworthy cameos. Hmm. Well, we got the most interesting, coolest people. What are they? Oh, the most uh, interesting That's people Clarence in the world. Clemens. The, most, the most, three most important people in the world. I mean, yes, but they appear in more than one scene. That is true. Yeah, because I was going to say Carlin, I feel like at the time was probably like one of those things where people were like, oh, they got him. Yeah, he's a big star. Uh, but he's, he's like in the movie. Uh, is there any beyond that? I don't know. I did like are. seeing a Walden books at the mall. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, remember, I used to love going to the bookstores at the mall. Mm -hmm. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> but beyond that. Not a lot of cameos. Yeah. No. So, John, if you had to give it a score, we didn't I mean, name any. Yeah, I tried making a case for zero. Clarence Clemens and, and uh, a score. Martha Davis of the Motels. Sure. And Free Fee Waybill of the Tubes are the other two people. <laughs> sure, sure. 
Um, yeah, I feel like it has to be a, a, a zero. A zero. Yeah, and I'm afraid cameo. I'll go zero as well. No cameos. No cameos. I'll give a one for Walden Books. For the Walden Books. Nice. Giving it a point three three. <laughs> All right, next category: pool trouble. For the Walden's books. <laughs> well, we got the water park stuff. Napoleon, a water is a water park, yeah. just a fancy pool, essentially, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. I feel like there's always trouble at the water park. <laughs> You're not filming a peaceful day at a water park in a, no, in a screenplay. No, no. Like we don't have the budget for that. No. <laughs> water park hijinks must ensue. Absolutely. Otherwise, why are you going there? People screaming and running around. Uh, is there any other? I think that's it. Yeah, Missy yeah, that's is it. there by a pool, but no one yeah. like. That's a prime example, I think, for like Sigmund Freud to like fall in and like you know like sure. <laughs> shake out his ear or something, but they don't do it. In his full suit, his tweed. Yeah. <laughs> his hair's in his face now. His glasses are sideways. <laughs> right. And he comes out of the water and tries to light a pipe <laughs> right away. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah just, I guess for the water for the water park. We'll give it a, what? How much is a water park worth? How much is a water park <laughs> worth? There's a musical. It's going in the musical. I'll give it a three because it's not, it's, the water park is not a, you know, it's, it's not a plot twist. It's, it's the sea story of the movie. <laughs> and it's a source of joy, if anything. It's not yeah, trouble. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I mean, it's exactly. trouble for everyone but Napoleon, I guess. Yeah, the kids he's yeah, shoving sure, out of there. line to get onto the water slides. <laughs> I do love that he just loves his time at the water park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think that's fun for an actor to film a sequence at a water park? Like, we need you to go down this 20, it probably gets old after a little bit, I would think. Probably, but. Hmm. What a way to spend a day. What a way. <laughs> Get paid? <laughs> uh, I'll give it a two for pool trouble. Two. I'm going to give it a three. I think uh, I always, I did remember from seeing it two months ago, Napoleon at the water park. <laughs> was the part I liked. All right, give an average of 2.67. All right, next category, witches. How witchy is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? Hmm. I, mean, I mean, you got Joan of Arc. Don't, yeah, she heard a voice from God. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. big. That's the but big that's about it, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's so few women. And it's science fiction more than fantasy. Yeah, it's not, it's not fantasy. yeah. It's not a big occult element. Not even mm -hmm. at the, when they go to the medieval times. Right. <laughs> not, a, not a big go-to witch movie. I don't think Bill no, and Ted's no, Excellent no. Adventure. It's not going not gonna to move the needle, I don't think. I don't I think, think so. Maybe you get, get two for Joan of Arc, maybe. Two? Two, three, two. I don't know. What do you want to do? Because she's not, I mean, because it's like, it's, it's, it's not the, there's no witch vibe going on. You know what no. I mean? It's she like, does it's get burned really at the just... stake eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> like a witch. Uh, I'll, I'll go two. Two. Yeah. I'll give it a one. One. Uh, I'm going to go 1.5. Not very witchy. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't know we could do point fives. You can do whatever you want. Wow. Okay. All right, that might come into play here. Gay actors playing gay roles. <laughs> I will say Jane Wadlin is bisexual. And okay. she does play Joan of Arc. That's true. Who he is, I don't think it's, it's there, I did some research and there's very controversial. Yeah. Uh, Jane, her like sexuality wasn't a thing and she was also only 19, but she also dressed like that for a variety of reasons. Right. It seems like the jury is, it's very hard to, definitively definitive. say but she's definitely a queer icon mm -hmm. joan of arc but she was only 19 when she died so 
didn't really have a chance to explore that side of herself. The most iconic think. thing one could do. Oh. <laughs> Hear that, Amy Winehouse, 26? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Seven years too late, if you ask has me. Has been. <laughs> yeah. Is Amy Winehouse yeah. a has been? Is that the question we're going to answer? <laughs> this job. So dark. Uh, but what do you want to get? That's all I got. I mean. I mean, I feel like maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's so few. There's yeah. no gay roles. Yeah. Lincoln, the actor who plays Lincoln, is straight. I looked him up. <laughs> I myself, I'll say, I'll give it a 0.5 for. Uh, was, that's Joan what of I Arc. was thinking as well, like because of the the potential there. To give it something, yeah. Yeah. 0.5. 0.5. Mm -hmm. All right. I will also do a 0.5. That seems fair. Give it a 0.5. All right. Next category: themes of mothers. Well, there's the whole Missy, like that's your mom. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah, Bill definitely has a crush on his stepmom. <laughs> he has a whole edible thing, he admits. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. I mean, there's not really... It's not like a huge part of the movie. But is it, it a is sort theme of the... or a recurring joke? It's sort of like all that Missy really brings to the table. <laughs> that is, she'll drive them places. Um... She's like the only mother figure, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. John? Uh, uh, I'll say we'll we'll get we'll go we'll go. Uh, now that I know point fives are possible, we're gonna go one point five for one point five for the recurring. I will trip. go. I will also go one point five for Missy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go two for Missy. Justice for Missy, I say. <laughs> Give an average of one point six seven. All right, next category. There's two left in these bonus categories. Don't you worry. We're in the home stretch. Dramatic smoking. <laughs> Well, um, Bill is smoking when he's playing poker. And then when they're True. in the bowling alley, the manager is smoking when he's yelling at Napoleon. Sure. And there's also the smoking of the phone booth's arrival. Mm -mm. That's true. There's some that's smoke there. Dramatic. That's, that's the most dramatic, I that's think. That's the most dramatic. That's smoke. true. true, true. <laughs> Although when a bowling alley manager is yelling at you. <laughs> is that dramatic or expected? It's pretty tough. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about it, though. I think it's just the... Uh... The phone booth on the Fritz, maybe. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty dramatic smoking. I mean, when sure. if you're if you're traveling through time and you don't know if this thing is gonna explode, and I feel like <laughs> you, that's drama. There's real Convey drama. tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three point five. Whoa. I'm all about these point fives. Three point five. I'll I'll give it a three. Three. <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll reserve my 0. 0.5. I'm also <laughs> going to give it a three. Giving it a 3.17. And then finally, the last in the bonus category, quips. How quippy is Bill and Ted's excellent oh. adventure? I'd say it's pretty quippy. It's yeah. got jokes. I think there's a lot of... A lot it's of got quips. jokes. I think Let's reach up. out and touch someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's the... Uh, don't forget to wind your watch. Just the <laughs> sure. look on his face when he says it. I love that. Uh, that doesn't feel like a quip to me. But there's though. all well, the, the, there's a couple other in there. Like the I love the the line when they're like sitting there and he like asks the woman who's leaving the Circle K like, "What year did the Mongols invade China?" Yeah. Like, and then her reaction, and he's just like, "Whatever." They're not quips. There's just like funny reactions. Uh, but yeah. Oh, there's there's uh. One of the memorable lines, you killed my friend, you medieval dickweed. Dickweed, <laughs> sure. That one really sticks with me. Uh, <laughs> what, I'm trying to think of I other. think about that one a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, what else? There's 69. 69, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we got some quips here. Yeah, I mean, there's it's, quips. it's a comedy. There's, it's quips. It's quippy. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go six. Six. Six for quips. I got to say, this movie's pretty low on actual quips for me. Uh, so I'm going to give it a two. Did you think it was uh, funny? I thought it was like enjoyable, but it wasn't like, oh, that's a good zinger. Like, there wasn't a lot of yeah. like, okay. This isn't you know all about I mean? Eve. Like, it could have, yeah. It could have, it could have stood a Carrie Fisher pass. You know, maybe I mean? if they went back yeah. in the past and got Betty Davis, like was there that was go. one of the figures. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. Sequel. Um, I'll one. give it a four for quips. Giving it a twenty-four point sixty-three. All right, now we are into the iconic categories. There are only three of these, and these are kind of broader, more umbrella categories. And we're back to scoring on zero to a hundred. So. The first category in the iconic categories is homoeroticism. How homoerotic is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Hmm. I mean, they're all, all crammed in that phone booth. Yeah, but I think. It, sure. it, I, but again, I think it like I think it it does its best to like uh, not sell their relationship as homoerotic at all. I mean, you know they I mean? hug and then call each other fat. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it. I think we it, know, Mark. We saw the movie. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think overall, it's not even like an erotic movie in general. Just yeah, even Missy, though you know. it is so hetero, yeah. it's so not like they're just like, oh, those are the pretty girls in the tower. Yes. We'll come back yeah. to them later, but we don't like have any real. And you and know what I mean, like, there's I nothing... and I think it almost doesn't even sell like that. That attraction isn't sexual. I, no. I feel like yeah. the, like the weird thing about this movie is like almost that like there isn't like the only like sort of sexual connotations are like with Missy. It's like yeah, isn't <laughs> like there is no like nobody's just like oh wow that like you're hot like there's just no it doesn't have that element in it at all. Yeah, there's nothing uh, about that that you're rooting for. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I I I would say it's it's not. It's like it's, also the only thing is there's a band named Power Tool on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what what did what who did Power Tool become? What was the Nelson? Nelson. Yeah, you know the, yeah. the twin sons, weird twins yeah. of Ricky Nelson, who died tragically too young. <laughs> yeah. Was that the band that has like the long blonde hair? Yes, they're like twins. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. I know who we're talking. They had two hit singles, and then so after now that, it's a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yep, hundred actually. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Just knowing that information, because, yep. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's very homoerotic at all. I think it's probably like, I mean, again, maybe just the midriff. Like there is like yeah. a, a, a a sort of like objectification of a guy, which right. I guess maybe like a five five. We'll go five. Five. Do you think Sigmund Freud? I think Sigmund Freud might be pearl clutching uh, for some people. I'm just thinking back now, just in terms of like psychology. Like, no, you should be talking to a priest. Not. Well, they also said but that I, they intentionally, in his establishing scenes, had a lot of phallic imagery around him. I picked up on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, John, what are you going to give it? John Flynn. Uh, I will give it a four. Four. I'll. I'm going to give it a five as well. Giving it a 4.67. Pretty low. It's the lowest we've had in three months. It's uh, three points less than Mermaids, which has a 7.67. <laughs> That's got to hurt you, John Mackey. 
All right, next category in the iconic had over the top wardrobe. Hmm. I would say this. I don't think any real wardrobe is in itself over the top, but the whole movie has that sort of like very broad over the top approach because everyone is just in one look. And so it's that thing of like, Billy, the cowboy is this. Yeah, and even like, like even in the high school, the high, you know, it's like if you're a cheerleader, you always wear a cheerleader uniform. If you're yeah. a jock, you're always wearing this, you know? So like it has a sort of very sort of, I would call like a color form aesthetic where it's just like, it's all just one iconic look. It's not, it's like, sort of real like nothing's too crazy but it is sort of like raw the only like over the top are like the future people they're even, but even, robes. even yeah i mean that's with high collars and sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot about the sunglasses. that is one too many things, if that's yeah. just robes that socrates is just robes <laughs> if you want to see just robes <laughs> case in point but it's not that crazy it's just some sparkly fabric yeah I mean, I wouldn't wear it out, I don't think. Although maybe I would. It's breezy. Sure. Yeah, I feel like, I do feel like the movie is, like you were saying, John, like it is like, uh, it's very, like I think it's costumes versus wardrobe. It's like everybody's in their one, co- like you could, yeah, only you one could day, dress up you know? like every character for Halloween or whatever. Right, like, right. So it's, it's like, look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and people be like, oh, that's t- Ted from Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's pretty I think that makes it a little bit over the top in that it's like unrealistic and just like mm-hmm. like Ted's dad is always wearing like merch from like police merch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the gift shop. Proof vest and a bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so what's the exact wording of the category? Over again? the top wardrobe. Over the top wardrobe. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's like the, the wardrobe is not over the top, but overall, I think as a package, it feels a little bit like collectively, uh, collectively pushing like us executed. over the top. Mm-hmm. It's executed. Mm-hmm. So I think sure. I'll say I'll give it a, a 45. 45. Yeah, for that, I will give it a I'll give it a 25. 25. Uh, I also thought 45 right before you, before you said 45. So I'm going to give it a 45. All Give right. an average of 38.33, which is 10 points lower than Mermaids, <laughs> but about 31 points higher than Silence of the Lambs. So there you go. So there you go. All right. Finally, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? How would you actually define campy? <laughs> I feel like it means, it's, it just means campy. Like to me, like, like when I, I can't think of a good definition. How would you describe it? Well, it's like um, when like the effort exceeds the need in some way, you know what I mean? Or treating something low stakes as high stakes, treating something high stakes as low stakes. It's like that kind of. Yeah, there are. And there are sort of different kinds of like sometimes like people are intentionally being campy. And sometimes what is fun and campy about something is that is when you're like, oh, they think they're really acting right now and they are not. You know what I mean? So there is sort of like intentional and unintentional camp. Okay. Like a mall is unintentionally campy. (laughs) I think that like, I would say this is a weird, maybe too much nuance to give this, this answer. But I think at the time, I don't think it would have seemed campy at all. Right. But I think Mm -hmm. now if you're watching it, you're like, oh my, this is pretty campy. Like it's of the dated, the things that are dated now feel campy. But at the time that was, this is our reality. What are you talking about? This isn't unusual. Yeah, I, so put, I think... always put Van Halen posters on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I 
I'll say judging from now, I think it's probably pretty. I think I think people would say it's pretty campy. So I'll say I'll give it a 70. 70. Yeah. I think I think there's definitely like fun and like like just calling like Socrates Socrates. There's something that's <laughs> sort of like campy about that. There's definitely like and again, like I think the wardrobe like we just talked about, like there's like a camp aesthetic there of like, oh, just make it very basic. But I don't think it's like a really campy movie it's Although, hard when it's like a straight thing. comedy you know to be campy. yeah exactly mm. there is there's like in the when they're in the police department and they had that like tiny swinging door that was like really low to the ground like <laughs> it was like just mid thigh i was like I, that made me laugh and i also thought like that swinging door is somehow very emasculating like there's something about the fact that like you're making people use their adult men have to deal with this in like a weird like Bang way that felt somehow campy to me adult but men overall, hate bringing attention to their knees <laughs> yeah oh it's the it's the most hated part of their body just... from the from <laughs> mid thigh down <laughs> uh so i'm gonna call it i'm gonna say like 35 35 all right, here's a quick list of campy things I noticed. Uh, imagining the future as a utopia. The stakes of the movie essentially being having to pass history class. Kettle chips, product <laughs> placements. Your parents having sex in your bed. Cutting to stock footage. Guitar riff sound effects. Getting chewed out by your dad. Farting. Gathering round to listen to a philosopher. Tweety bird sound effects after someone gets hit on the head. Napoleon in an over-the-top ice cream parlor. Napoleon bowling. Sound effects when you knock on somebody's head. Food courts, <laughs> water parks, a store called Casual Corner. A high school jock winning over a crowd by bringing up the football team, holding up lighters at a concert. And finally, an obvious hand double for George Carlin's guitar playing. All that said, I don't think wow. this is that campy because it is like a comedy. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'll give it a 40 for camp. Wow. Okay. Give it an average of 48.33, which is about uh, 25 points lower than Mermaids, but four <laughs> points higher than Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Okay. And finally, now, John, these are the crown jewel categories. <laughs> these are the last two. Okay. So these are all or nothing. There's no reggae. Okay. We all agree it either gets it or it doesn't. It's just okay. binary. It's something we all have to agree on. Great. All right. So the first one a 15% bonus for. A positive portrayal of homosexuality. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't think you want to that. Big time, no way. Big time, no way. Big time, no way. That's yeah. uh, is that the first time that you guys have gotten a big time, no way on the show. I was just, I think that's uh, Blink 182's <laughs> third album. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're giving it a zero. Big yeah. time, no way. <laughs> yeah, and finally, negative 50 percent points if. This is the movie Boat Trip. <laughs> this is not the movie Boat Trip, not, so it will no. not be penalized 50% of its points. Thank God. All right, so we are done. Okay. We have crunched the numbers. <laughs> I have the results. So, How do you think you did? Uh, I think this might be the le I think it's definitely going to be in the bottom The bottom 10. 10 We've done 72. We have 72, I will say. I'll, I'll say in the bottom 10%. So you think it's going to be I'm 65 to 72, somewhere around there, right? 65 to 72. Yeah. What is the score for Wayne? We did Wayne's World not too long ago. Do you know? Can you find what Wayne's the score World is has a is the sixty six with the twenty nine point okay. forty five? But that yeah. was with the tougher. Uh, There's a different scoring system. system. Okay. Oh, oh man, I got okay. the, I got All the right. easier scoring. You got the easier scoring. <laughs> I will tell you exactly how it did. Let's so see how we did out of a total possible two thousand one hundred forty two point fifty eight points. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure has scored 849.58 <laughs> out 
giving it a percentage of 39.65, making it the 58th gayest movie ever. Not oh, as gay man. as Topsy Turvy, but gayer than Hoosiers. <laughs> wow. wow. So, so you wow. that beat uh, Wayne's World, which only has a 29.45, wow. and wow. you are not in the bottom 10%. Damn. Damn. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. For being How do you do in mer- half? <laughs> How do you do in relation to mermaids? Merm, I think Merm, I mean Mermaid. Come on, Mermaids huh? is shared um, Winona yeah, Ryder yeah. and Christina Ricci is not like That's true, Mermaids has sixty one point seventy one and it's twenty nine. <laughs> well, 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 congratulations, John. Uh, How do you feel? I I feel great. Honestly, honestly, I am uh, I am completely blown away that I did not remember that there was a slur in this movie. I wondered uh, why you picked it after I told you the purpose of the movie, but I was like, okay. I, I truly, like, I, I truly am like, and that's a testament to like who I am. That word is like it, it, oxygen it, to you, I guess. It, it, it flew past me like a fucking uh, speeding train. You know, uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We yeah, still love yeah. you. We know you're a good man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I try so hard. <laughs> That's so all you can do is good. try. That's yeah, all you can do. But uh, well, we see you and we appreciate. We see it. you. I, I know you're an you. ally. You're wonderful people. This is a, this is so, this, I mean, it was so fun. I to to th- think about movies like this is so, like just getting down to these like little nitty gritty details is so funny. And the category, like thinking about them in terms of these categories, is such a fun way to talk about a movie. Well, and you you're a great well, person to talk about them with. Oh. Yes. So, is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Uh, sh- let me see. Shill. Let me shill. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, if people want to, I, I watch my live uh, Twitch talk show podcast. Uh, yeah, we said at the beginning, but it's twitch.tv slash it's John Mackey every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it's just me in character. Uh, as this uh, real loser named Brett DeMott who interviews his old friends about how they've been. Uh, and then uh, I also stream on Twitch like video games and stuff. So if people like that, they can watch. But uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And I do that. And then also you can get uh, the Teacher's Lounge, which is Big Grande's podcast on iTunes. Uh, and we're going to have some other new stuff coming soon. Hopefully I can't really uh it's in the works oh tease okay in the uh, process of figuring out what the next thing's going to be so uh should have some stuff for people to chew on real soon (laughs) well we love chewing in these trying especially Uh, in these colder uh, fall weather Uh, Uh, gotta keep the mouth moving gotta like like uh keep the body temperature up you know that's what chewing is the more you chew the higher your body temperature is well, thank you so much, Sean. It's been a delight. And we'll, we'll be, be right back. back. We're back. Fun. What a delight. That was fun. So I'm curious because I have not seen either of the sequels of the three is there like an order in which you like them or you think they're like um uh probably the order they were released i think okay do you like the second one more than the most recent one i think so but the third well mostly because the guy who plays death his name's william sadler is normally like a he plays like a heavy normally in movies his mm-hmm. take on death is really funny he plays oh, okay. a great That's in death. Bogus journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then okay. third does have like a really fun the ending. It really all comes together in the end. 
I I put two and three. Okay. They're almost like the same to me. Uh huh. But you would put Excellent Adventure slightly above them, or yes, I would say ex- significantly. I would say, I would say <laughs> Excellent Adventure is probably like an A, and then these are like a B's, soft gotcha. B's. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, um, cool. But I think uh, we love that Keanu. Isn't he just like adorable in this movie? He's pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty easy to look at. He's great, and like he's so mm-hmm. affable. Mm-hmm. Are you a uh, John Wick fan? Oh boy, I'm gonna go down <laughs> wow. a John Wick wormhole. <laughs> no, no, because then we gotta talk about Shattered Glass again. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we got an email from one of our listeners from Dana, and it says, "Carry on, Henry," and she writes, "Hey, Queens, love the show. A sprightly hello from Merry Old England." And she has oh. the Indian of old, so it's authentic. Uh, she says, I've been racking my brains for a movie that might displace the all-conquering, as I pen, female trouble. Mm. I would propose Carry On Henry, a saucy seaside postcard of smut populated by stage queens and voluptuous beauties. Uh, car- the carry-ons are still a staple of British TV, though they are probably on borrowed time. Trigger warnings, ahoy. Uh-huh. Does the U.S. even know what the carry-on movies are? I don't. Are you? I've heard of them, them, yes. Okay. But I grew up uh, it- with English neighbors, so maybe that is why. Well. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, she writes. If you like a bra flying off the slip of a uh, off the slip of a slide whistle, or a just stabbed by the Senate Julius Caesar, played by Uber Camp Kenneth Williams, exclaiming "Infamy, infamy! They've all got it in for me!" Then get ready to binge, baby. There's umpteen of them. Wow. Um, and then she goes and say, incidentally, if I were to suggest a new addition to your Byzantine metric, may I propose home furnishings? As someone who continued to watch House of Cards on Netflix solely for the crown molding, I'm often taken with a fun throw or a must-have lamp peering out from the background of a brutal murder or domestic intrigue. As they would say to every carry-on film, keep it up, queens. Faithfully yours, Dana. Wow. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Dana. I have That's heard so of the carry-on. I think they're very, like, camp in terms, like, kind of like, have you seen, like, Are You Being Served? Like yes. that kind of sensibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that like, kind of very, like, very oh broad. dear, yeah, yeah. like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... A lot of pearl clutching, perhaps? I think a lot of pearl. And I think mm-hmm. they carry on the series, like there'll be like one in ancient Rome and then one on a right. steamer ship and then one on a train. You know, <laughs> but I think it's like the same stable of actors, kind of. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's I haven't fun. seen one, though. Okay. So who knows? They sound like fun. I hope someone brings them in. And I also think home furnishings is a great uh, topic. Idea. That is fun. I love a home furnishing. Although <laughs> you got to find a better reason. You got to find your crown molding somewhere else than House of Cards, I think, in this day and age. You know, it's got a, a crown for molding. Uh, HGTV. Do they have that in England? I don't know. One would hope. <laughs> One would hope if they have any. They know. have healthcare. <laughs> they don't have HGTV. Uh uh well wow. thank you dana we love hearing from you especially from uh, uh one of our listeners and fans from England. across the so pond exciting. across the pond as they say mm. um yeah if you guys want to email us uh let us know any of your thoughts or pitch movies or uh, concept ideas or l- let us know if you disagree with us uh you can email us at two old queens two old queens at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at two old queens two old queens follow me on letterbox a fun app where i maintain the current ranking systems Yes, we also have a lot of merch on sale at Tee Public if you want to buy some stuff. The holidays are coming up. Who doesn't want a big tote bag or a, a throw pillow uh, or a onesie? So you can go there and get some fun merch. Uh, all of the de- was designed by Mike Lloyd, who's great. Uh, and we've also got a Patreon. If you want to hear more of us talking uh, about gay stuff and random ridiculous things, uh, go over to Two Old Queens of Patreon. We're calling it the Retirement Plan. And you can get uh, more of this every week. And then I do know our movie for next week. 
Oh, yes. Let's hear it. Um, and it's not just because I'm older and have more insurance. It's fried green tomatoes next week. So oh, that'll okay. be a fun one. I haven't seen that since the <laughs> theater, I don't think. I don't think so either myself. No. Uh, I think it'll do probably really well. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> On paper, it seems like On a, paper, a home run. I mean, Mary Stewart Masterson, <laughs> what more do you need? Uh, Great. We'll see you right, next cool. time. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.